Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of The Daily Stand-Up. My name is Lee Henson, president and founder of Agile Dad. Without any further ado, let's get started. Sticking with our foundational principles, I thought today it would be a good idea to discuss the three artifacts. So the three Scrum artifacts that are important for you to maintain and to keep focus on, the first of the three is the product backlog. Now, this is the the culminating event, so to speak. Uh, this is where the product owner maintains the virtual list of everything that needs to be done regarding that product or service. It's also a good place for them to record ideas for upcoming work, for them to keep track of any type of enhancements for existing products or services, and an area for them to address needs when it comes to uh, things in technology that may need to be adjusted or things that need to be corrected. So it's also a place where you keep track of defects or other things that are happening regarding a project. So the product backlog is incredibly important. It's, It's one of those pieces where this is the key where the product owner can really connect with the team and allow them to learn as much as possible about the work and how the work is being handled. So it's maintained by the product owner, but not alone. The product owner should have some assistance from analysts to give them the the feedback regarding, you know, regarding how the customer feels about the product. So the consumer awareness or the strategic readiness or maybe even the technological feasibility of what's going on. So it's important for us to really focus on that aspect of the backlog to make sure that we have a clear understanding of what the backlog is, how it works, and what benefit we're going to get from that product backlog. And the product backlog should be organized in such a way that the things that are closest to the top should be well-defined, well-refined, and ready for consumption by the team, where the things near the bottom of the backlog could still be loosely held in there, you know, a little bit lighter weight and uh, ready for uh, consumption at a later date. The backlog is designed to be the tool that translates all the ideas from various stakeholders into one concrete list uh, that the product owner adjusts uh, that's ready to be consumed by the team at one point. The next uh, one of the artifacts that we'd like to discuss is the sprint backlog. Now, the sprint backlog is almost the exact opposite of the product backlog in the sense that the sprint backlog is the connection to the team. This is the backlog that the team maintains with all the granular tasks and all the all the things that they need to do in order to build a specific product increment. So the sprint backlog is usually just one sprint in length, a couple of weeks, you know, if you're doing two-week sprints. And this is the place where the team will put both functional and non-functional work that needs to be done so that they can have everything listed that they need to do so that it helps them keep track and helps them gauge so that they can measure up against a definition of ready and definition of done that's contained or agreed upon by the team and contained inside of the team working agreement. So I think it's important that we understand that the product backlog belongs to the product owner, and that's their playground to architect and prepare for what the upcoming product or service is going to be. And a sprint backlog specifically belongs to the team, and it's an opportunity for the team to plan what they're going to do during that two-week period. The third Scrum artifact is an actual product increment. This is the increment, the physical increment of product, that whether it's a product or service, that is to be completed and is to be worked on and addressed and governed by the team. So what's interesting is these are the three primary artifacts. There, there are a lot of what, we, what one might call sub-artifacts or different things that happen. So let me explain. For example, the product owner might have a product backlog 
which discusses things for a specific product or service. But what if that product owner works on multiple products? Does that mean they have multiple product backlogs? Or is there a single product backlog that the whole team can pull from? So it creates an interesting conundrum. Or what if the product backlog is excessively long because the longevity of the product or service that you're working on could be for several years, in which case having a product backlog that only covers you know, up to one year material may not be practical. You, know, you might have additional ideas or things for way down the line. So I think it's important to start with the product owner and saying that the product owner has a product backlog which is visible to 100%. You know, anyone can see and look at the product backlog, but the only person that can modify it is indeed the product owner. But this gives the product owner an opportunity to speak to what's coming next in the pipeline. What are the next things that people should see that are ready to be addressed? This has nothing to do with the long term or the long throw of the direction that we're trying to go with the product. This is simply where we are today and what's coming up in the near future. Most product backlogs cover anywhere from, you know, uh, the next eight to 10 sprints, max. Uh, some people do it for a year. I just don't want the product backlog to become too big or too unwieldy. I want it to be something that the team can still look at and get their head around. In between the product backlog and a sprint backlog lies a term that I like to call the team backlog. Now, many people translate the team backlog into the sprint backlog. So the team backlog is in essence the things that that team is being asked to do for the upcoming sprint. Now, while we know it's ideal for a team to be dedicated to a product and dedicated with a scrum master and have a dedicated product owner, you know, that's great and in most cases would work best. However, most organizations aren't aligned in a way that they can do that. So what we find is that most organizations have, you know, multiple product backlogs, one for each product so that they can maintain it at that level. They'll structure a release backlog of the things that they hope to be included in a release of either a suite of products or an individual product. The team will have a sprint backlog governing what they're working on for that specific sprint. But then there's also a, a quote-unquote team backlog where it might be bits and pieces from different product backlogs that span. And this is where the sprint backlog and team backlog concept begins to merge. Now, some people say the sprint could contain work from multiple teams, hence the sprint backlog being everything that's happening in that entire sprint. And then when you filter by team, each individual team would have their own team backlog. This helps make sense if you have multiple products or services that you're trying to boil down into one backlog. So if you're in an organization where you had 20 products or services and you're trying to boil down to one large scrum team to be able to perform that work in a cross-functional way, and you were constantly getting requests from multiple stakeholders, and it was unclear who the real product owner was, the concept of having a sprint backlog that covers everything that might be detailed or covered during a sprint across more than one team, and the concept of having a team backlog that shows team by team what's scheduled for delivery would actually make sense. Call it a filter process, if you will. And finally, the goal should always be to produce or develop an increment of product that meets the definition of done. Every single sprint, we need to have something that's potentially shippable. And I think it's just important for us to draw our focus on outcome instead of output. I think it's ideal and important for us to remember that our goal should be to produce the best outcome possible with as little output as possible. Now, I know we touched on a bunch of different concepts here and a bunch of different techniques and types. But remember, the three key artifacts or primary artifacts are the product backlog, the sprint backlog, and the working product increment. 
deviating from those may be a good idea in large organizations as described, but I think it's important for you to really get your head around the basics first before you try to expand and scale and try to figure out how these other backlogs work. So I hope this information was useful to you. As always, we encourage you to visit AgileDad.com where you can learn much more about this topic and any other topic. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.